0: guys. Welcome to another episode of Happy Hour History. I apologize if you are a repeat listener. I have been missing uh, for a bit now and that's totally my fault. I have just been kind of in that weird state where you've graduated university and you're not really sure what you're doing with your life and so I've somehow been both really busy and incredibly not busy um, and somehow that has had it. Kind of bad effect on getting through podcast stuff. So that's totally my fault, but we're going to pick back up now. Uh, so, firstly, I just want to say that I am introducing here and now a, a series of episodes that I did a couple of months ago, actually. So these have been recorded for a while. They've just been waiting to get edited. And they're with my mother. And so you'll be hearing uh, a couple of those going forward. So those should hopefully be fun, and because they are pre-recorded, I do have the next ones already kind of ready in the arsenal. I just need to edit them, so hopefully that won't take too long. And because I have been missing, I am going to try to get the next one up as soon as possible. So probably within about a week, so you're not going to be left on uh, red with this one for too long. And um as a special kind of treat to my patrons, I'm going to put part 2 to this series up on the Patreon early. Um so they'll get slightly earlier access to it and then it will go up on the main feed. So obviously you don't have to be a patron to get it because that would be terrible if I only gave you part 1. That would be such a con, but they'll just get it faster, which I think is fair. Having said that, um, if you're interested in joining my Patreon team, which is sort of a new development for me, uh, you can do that. You just have to go to patreon.com slash happyhourhistorypod. You can also just search Patreon Happy Hour History Podcast, and it will come right up, so that should be easy to find. Uh, For the lowest tier of a dollar, you get all of the bonus content, of the things that I kind of put out. So I have a bonus episode there now. They're going to get priority access to the next episode, like I said, and then going forward, we'll be doing kind of mini episodes and extras and stuff there. So it's a good time to do that. I also just want to say, I have a handful of Patreons now. No, I have a handful of patrons now. So thank you all for that. I only currently have one in the $3 tier. Um, the $3 tier gets you a little uh, bonus because you get your name shouted out in the podcast. Uh, I probably embarrassed Alexander a bit too much last time, but Alexander is still, he's my number one fan right now, um, so everybody else can can uh, decide if they want to get their name shouted out and be embarrassed on the podcast as well. But uh, for now, it's just Alexander, so he's really cool in my book. I don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer, so I will just uh, throw it into the theme song and then we'll get into the introduction I did with my mom. Obviously, because we were recording this a while ago, we did our own little intro just like talking about what the subject's going to be. Obviously, if you've clicked on this episode, you know what the topic is going to be, so it shouldn't be a shock, but I'll still leave at least part of that introduction just so that you can be introduced to her because she's a cool lady. And so without further ado, let's get into that. Um, Today is a very special episode, because uh, if you didn't know, because you haven't listened to this before, every episode I give a content warning about swearing, and then I apologize to my mother, who I once joked would be the only person to ever listen to this. Turns out she hasn't listened to all of them, because she's a fake fan, but uh, I do apologize to her for the swearing content, uh, and she's here today. Which is interesting because we don't normally live on the same part of the Atlantic Ocean. Not at all. No. So she's here today. But
1: that's okay. Absence makes the heart grow
0: fonder. Does it? I think so. That's good. When I'm around too much, I'm now, just not having good. Having
1: said that, your sisters are also absent too. The only person I don't like is your brother.
0: There you go. <laughs> you heard it here from, uh, from my he mom still directly. Lives with me. You heard it here first. <laughs> I left first, and I'm therefore the favorite. Go with that. You heard it here first, people. You know people. me. I
1: never say I have favorites. Well,
0: I'm the favorite. Anyways, <laughs> um, so today my mom is here, and we're going to do something embarrassingly sentimental, and that is that I chose two women who I'm going to teach her about. This is going to be part one of the first woman, but two women, um, a mother and a daughter, because, aw, that's cute. Aw, that's cute. Um, so I'm going to tell her. I haven't told her who the people are yet um she hasn't and she was worried that she was meant to be like studying for this which is how i know she hasn't listened to my podcast
1: i i well i knew that you that people didn't really know but i know that some people you've talked about i kind of have an inkling as to who they are but i thought for me you'd probably pick somebody i never heard of i did
0: well yes and no
1: which makes it kind of hard because i guess i can ask you questions but if i can't like contribute because i don't know much i guess
0: oh no you're i think you're gonna there you're gonna have the funny things to say about this person okay um so today uh we're talking about a woman called maria theresa she was empress of austria okay she was also well you've heard of the holy roman empire maybe yes just a little yeah she's the empress of that really is, is her like real title um and it's gonna get complicated for a little bit but i'm gonna try to uncomplicate it slightly
1: good luck
0: (laughs) yeah uh the holy roman empire is one of the most confusing things to try to explain so i'm really going to mostly not i'm going to give you the basics that you need and that's about it okay i was just gonna say because you
1: know me and complication i don't think we get along Um, just make it more complicated so
0: i'm gonna her name is too long so i'm gonna refer to her as either maria or maria t but it's maria Teresa. Just okay. So I know. At
1: least I can say it.
0: Yeah. So I Ma- was
1: afraid you were going to give me one that I wouldn't be able to say.
0: No. So her name is Maria T. She was an empress. Um, I'm not going to tell you who her daughter is yet because I think it's funnier if you don't know. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know who Maria's daughter is, I'm uh, going to put that information in the show notes um, so that you can spoil it for yourself if you like, but I'm not telling mom because um, it's funnier. And um, anyways, oh, and um, since I didn't do this the first time... Uh, I've already explained this, hopefully, but there is swearing in this podcast, and there will be ridiculousness, so if you don't like that, um, you're on the wrong show. And uh, sorry, Mom. I say as I look directly into your eyes. Um, having said that, I don't want to swear in this one. It feels weird to swear at your face.
1: But you're allowed to.
0: You, have to. you have to say all the swears for us. You have to, like, swear double.
1: You know I can.
0: Yeah, I know. That's well, why I, I swear like a sailor. That's so. why you're here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to and see how that goes. I, I say go for it. Yeah, but it, lo- it's, it just feels weird looking into your eyes and saying the bad words. You can look down. You can cover your eyes.
1: You can close them. So I won't judge. Like- I mean, you are 22. I just hey, don't hey, like your it. 17-year-old brother's so swears in front of me. Don't like it. The only thing he hasn't dropped in front of me is the F-bomb. That's weak. He drops it all the time. Not in front of me. Mm. I told him I'll give him one pass a day, and now he is taking it and running with it.
0: Interesting. Anyways. Okay, so Maria T., what's up with her? We already did this once because the recording was messed up. That's okay. We're going to recap. She was born in Vienna. That's in Austria. I'm sure you know that. You're a very smart person. I do know that. She hard one up. And she was born on the 13th of May, 1717, which is almost my half birthday, but it's not. And she was... Oh, I'm going to have to say the name again. She was the eldest daughter of Holy Roman Emperor Charles VI and Elizabeth of Brunswick Wolfenbottle. I love it. it.
1: gets better every time you
0: say it. <laughs> Make me say it when we're like another drink in. Wolfenbottle. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct, by the way. That's just a guess based on the way it looks. Um, and her family is Roman Catholic, which is just like, I don't know, sort of important to know. Not really. I don't know. Um... So if you go actually back before she's born, there's like an important recap of things that happened to her family that you need to know. So her dad, Charles, was actually the second son, so he wasn't meant to inherit and become Holy Roman Emperor. So when all this is happening and his brother is still alive, um, there's a whole issue in Spain where there's a man, the the ruler of Spain, called Charles II, which is confusing because we're talking about two different Charleses.
1: They need to bust out some new You know names. what? I'll,
0: I'll switch it. Carlos II, because that's actually a Spanish name anyway. We just anglicized it. So Carlos II of Spain, he dies. Now, I don't know if you know about him or have ever heard of him, but he's the one who had such a messed up face because he was so inbred.
1: No, I did not and know he was that. That's very super, interesting.
0: He was super inbred, and I think he had like a really prominent jaw. And it's called the Habsburg Jaw because the family, basically, the ruler of Spain and the ruler of Austria were from the same line. They're called the Habsburg family. Okay. And so, basically, the daughters of, like, Austrian Habsburgs would go marry into the, like, Spanish Habsburgs and vice versa. So, all their children were just cousins upon cousins upon cousins, like... A million yeah, times good. over. It was real icky. That's going to mess somebody up. <laughs> yeah, it's real yuck. And, sh- and Maria and her whole family, they're Habsburgs as well. Um, so when Charles II of Spain dies and he doesn't have children because he's all, like, gross and incesty, y um, <laughs> Charles, the one I'm talking about, the dad Charles, he is like, well, Spain should be mine. My older brother is going to be the Holy Roman Emperor and, like, we're Habsburgs. This is, like, kind of our family deal. So, I want Spain. So, he tries to claim it as Charles Third, And there, obviously, it made sense because of the fact that their family tree basically was just branches curving inward, which is yucky. Um, so, I wrote in my notes that it was Incest City, which seemed like something I would have written at like 2 a.m. I think Sounds about right, yeah. I think it was. Um, so, he had a decently strong claim because of all the grossness. And he was able to take part of Spain called Catalonia. Um, and he ruled there for six years. But he never gained control of the whole of Spain. And that's because there's another man, Philip of Anjou, who's French. And he's Louis XIV's grandson. I'm sure you've heard of the Sun King. Yes. Built Versailles. Um, Very so, little, but yes. Yes. So Louis XIV's grandson, Philip of Anjou, is also trying to get Spain. So there's like... You know, battle royale for who gets to be the Spanish king. Um, but he's not one of them, right? He's No, he's from the Bourbon family. They should have let him in.
1: What Mixed is Mixed up that thing? family
0: tree a little. Mixed up that family tree a little. If
1: they're all inbred, yeah, you need to bring somebody new in sometime.
0: But, yeah. But then you just inbreed between Spain and France. Okay, I have a question. Can we go back just for a second?
1: Mm-hmm. Carlos II, the one who had the jawline. Yeah. Did somebody have to marry him? And who was the unfortunate soul?
0: Um, let me look. I, I would Because I'm kind of feeling sorry for her. So, we're doing a we're doing a fun little uh, Wikipedia search because I did not actually look into that. That, that,
1: was, that was just a side, a side I, question there.
0: So, he had consorts. Yes, he married two women. There was oh. Marie-Louise Dorleon. Dorleon? What did it? French and <laughs> Maria Anna of Newburgh, Newburgh, Newburgh. Okay. Didn't sound like he married a cousin though. Um, uh, no, right I'm not, awesome I'm not struck with cousin. I mean, you're not feeling the vibe. I mean, probably like everyone's sort of cousins back then, but I'm not getting like first cousin a million times in all the directions. I just
1: wondered who the poor sap was that had to marry him if his face yeah, was that Yeah. Wait, do you
0: want to see his jaw? Yeah, sure. He's, he's yucky looking.
1: He looks feminine.
0: It's a and big and kind a of witchy. It's a big old jaw. I think it's the hair doesn't help the witch vibe.
1: He does. He looks like you know.
0: He looks like he's judging you. Like look at his eyes. He's like. Mm. He looks like a woman.
1: Don't you think a little? Maybe it's the hair. It is the face a little too. I don't
0: know why. It's just a big old jaw. It's yuck. I'm not a fan. I've never seen one that square. Um. So yes. So, um. So that's how Charles, the dad, Charles. He ends up ruling part of Spain, but not all of it. And then um, his brother, Joseph the First, who was Holy Roman Emperor, he dies. And so, of course, then Charles is like, oh, dang, I guess that makes me the Holy Roman Emperor. Or, like, should be. Definitely in power in Austria and some of the other lands they had. And presumably would also become the Holy Roman Emperor. So he's like, well, I gotta go home now. Sorry, Spain. And he just, like, ditches it. He's like... That makes me sad. I did wanna I really wanted to be the king of Spain, but like they didn't really want me, so he leaves. Um, and also Britain didn't want one Habsburg man ruling both territories. Because at first it was him and his brother, and they're different people. They're both Habsburgs, but at least they're not the same guy. Yeah, completely understand. And, and Britain's like, no, if you're gonna be Holy Roman Emperor, you we, can't be both. we don't want you to have that, because it's too much power for one person, they don't like that. So basically they'd been supporting his claim to Spain. And then they were like, "No, no, not any longer." And at this point, Britain's important enough that that actually matters. Um, so that's why he gets he gets sad. But he's like, "Well, I guess I gotta go home." Awkward. And so he.
1: Um, I'm assuming that he couldn't have chose Spain over Holy Rome, Holy Roman Empire. Empire. I mean, it would have been Emperor. kind of stupid. I can't
0: say it. <laughs> it would have been sort of stupid just because he was only ruling in Catalonia. I mean, I don't really know the details of that. Yeah. I mean, I
1: just wondered if he maybe could have chosen. Yeah.
0: It just, yeah. I don't really know if that was an option. Okay. But he did not choose it if he could. Um, See, so, yeah, so he ends up going home and Philip of Anjou, the French guy, ends up getting Spain. All he has to do is renounce any claims to having ever, like ever getting France because he's not like the direct next person in line to get it. To get France. Okay. It goes to the Louis. And, and so, then once
1: again, too much power.
0: Yeah. So he, yeah. So they don't want, they don't want Spain to be owned by the King of France or the Holy Roman Emperor. So they it can come from one of their families, but it can't be the direct, like they can never rule two. take, yeah, they can never take it even if they accidentally ended up in line. Cause obviously neither of them were meant to rule. Um, gotcha. Um, so now um, the Bourbon family of France, they are ruling both in France and in Spain. Um, so it's like a difference in power, which was not great for the Habsburgs, but whatever. Um, and Charles basically wants to die mad about it, so he decides to wear a sad black Spanish-style like of clothing for a really long time, even though he's the Holy Roman Emperor and he's living his nice life being emperor. But he's like, well, pretty sad about Spain still. So he's making everyone remember how sad he is. Sad boy. Okay. Sad boy. Okay, you
1: know. Hey, some people hold on to that.
0: is a sad boy. Um, then, um, she's still not alive yet. We're still back before her birth. Um, her father was the last male in the family, like kind of in the direct family. And can, since their tree curved so far inward, you have to really wonder if there's a bunch more, any other any other place. But uh, he doesn't want, he, he hasn't had children yet, but he's worried that... Um, that he, if he has children and doesn't have a son, that when he dies, his land would be given to some, like, rando. Okay. Because um, they, the Holy Roman Empire practices Salic law, which means that women can't inherit it. Okay. Um, so he's like, he's just, like, trying to, like, it's like a contingency plan. Because he's worried that he might not have a son, but he's like, he hasn't had kids yet, so he's like, I'm going to have a son, it's fine. Um, but as a, as a backup... He creates what's called the pragmatic sanction, and he basically says, uh, "We're gonna change the law, and um, that way women can inherit if there's not a male heir, and this is so that the land won't be split up after he dies. And so all the other countries had to agree to this, basically, so they wouldn't like go to war afterwards. Um, and so they all agree, like they they do mostly agree to the pragmatic sanction." But they all also want to take over, like, what is Germany, basically. So they all sign it, but they kind of cross their fingers behind their backs. They're like, hmm. That's always the best kind of... We'll see what happens if you don't have a son. (laughs) We'll sign it for
1: the moment. So they
0: all signed it for political reasons, because they could get stuff. They could make the Holy Roman Empire do things for them to get the signature. But also they were like, yeah, we're not going to follow this. So they end up uh, get like the best of both worlds, then. Yeah, so it actually Britain actually uses this as a way to get um, Charles had a like a trading company for Austria, and it was like a rival to Britain's like various trading companies that they had, and um, so Britain actually is like, hey, we will sign this if you close that down. And he's like, oh, poop, I really need you to sign this. So he does close it down. And it doesn't do uh, great things for their economy, Okay, you can, I can imagine. Only, I, I can
1: only imagine. So, you
0: know, not not hot stuff happening there. Um, and then in all the midst of this craziness, uh, he has a daughter, Maria the Firstborn. And um, then she would have two younger sisters uh-oh. and a younger... Oh, no, there's I was going to say, uh-oh, no sons? Well, then, then, <laughs> then he has a son. But he dies within a year of being born. Yeah, so back like to big, no sons. I was like, still uh-oh? Yeah, so big uh-oh, because he was like, <laughs> I was really just using this as like the backup for the backup. <laughs> so no sons. Um, she was educated. Um, she was taught the Romance languages, but not the languages of the Crown Land. So I'm going to, like, very, very basic um, explanation of this. Basically, the Holy Roman Emperor is elected. So, there's a bunch of German states, and they're all their own little, like, principalities, and they all have their own ruler. And a couple of them have what's called an elector. So, the the prince of that state is also an elector. And those various electors get together and choose the person that is the Holy Roman Emperor. And it's from those people. So, they choose oh, okay. they choose one of their own. It's kind of like the Pope. Gotcha. And so, you have to... Popes... Not Popes. But, um, Holy Roman Emperors... They technically rule over the entirety of the Holy Roman Empire, which does constitute like Germany and Austria and like the Czech Republic and yada yada yada. So they technically rule over that, which I say with like big um, kind of like caveat, big like asterisk star, um, because they don't really have power over the majority of the Holy Roman Empire because they all have their own princes and kings and stuff. So mainly the Holy Roman Empire is like a cool title that like does come with some extra perks and like you have a lot more respect and you can do more. But your power derives from what's called your crown lands. So if you think about the electors choose one of their own. Okay. So you have to already have lands okay. that you're the ruler of. So you derive power from that. So technically her father is becomes the Holy Roman Emperor when his brother dies. But... He's also the King of Austria. He's the king of um, the I want to say the Czech Republic is the name of it at the time. I'm sorry, Czech Republic, but your history confuses me.
1: He didn't have to give that up when he became.
0: No. So okay. he has that. He also has Hungary. So those are his crown lands okay. and he's usually most, they usually just say Austria cause it's like the easiest and like sort of, you know, roundabout there. Like, it's like, you know, scene is the most important, not to say anything mean to the other two. Um, but those are his crown lands. So she, when she's raised, obviously she speaks German because she's German and she learns the romance languages. Um, because you know that's like what like a young girl should know, but she's not taught the languages of the other crown lands, so she's not taught Czech or Hungarian. And that do you think would make it hard? Well, that um, some of the some of the things I was reading says that that seems to imply that at least when she was young, they weren't that worried about her having uh, about her having younger brothers that would supersede her. Gotcha. Because if they thought that she would be the heir, they may have wanted to teach her those languages, <laughs> um, but they don't.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to communicate.
0: At least not when she's young. Um, She also was a very passionate child. She was quite forceful about what she wanted. um, And she really didn't want to be treated like a political pawn by her father. Um, Because obviously, like, all girls back then were. I mean, sons were, too, to a certain extent. Children in general of, like, rulers were always sort of political pawns. But she didn't really want that. And she was somebody who, like, wouldn't kind of... Sit back and take it. She kind of had a mouth on her. Good girl. Good for her. Um, and then there was an English envoy. His name's Thomas Robinson, and he wrote about her when she was sort of younger. Um, that that she, the Archduchess, um, admired her father, the Emperor's virtues, but criticized his behavior, regarding him as if he were the the administrator of the lands that she would one day possess. So she was, she was pretty critical about her dad. She's like, yeah, so I'm going to have this one day. And Damn you better she, not mess it up.
1: She's assuming a lot, I think.
0: Well, that was maybe, that might have been a little later when she realized there was not a son coming.
1: Gotcha, but you would think criticizing your dad is like a no-no.
0: You would think, but she was a force. That's why she's Cool.
1: I was going to say, I'm starting to respect her. I love I'll her. i don't know her, but I'm respecting
0: Well, you're going to know her by the end of this podcast. <laughs>
1: okay, sounds
0: good. <laughs> um, and so then we get into the romance. Um, so during her childhood, as all um, young children of kind of noble houses would have had happen, um, there would have been kind of arrangements about her marriage. She was betrothed. Um, so her family was really close to the family of the Duke of Lorraine, um, Lorraine being land kind of like near um, France and Germany. Um, and so it, the the family of the Duke of Lorraine at one point even camped out in um, Maria's family's big old palace. You know, palace camping. It's really glamping, you have to imagine. I was
1: going to say, I it's, can't imagine anything nicer.
0: It's the most fashionable, you know, you've got like your four private rooms to yourself for each member of the family. Um, but they, they, they came to stay with, um, the Habsburgs, her family, because they got kicked out of their own, like, territory, Lorraine.
1: Oh, Um, that's not good. Why? It wasn't forever.
0: It was just for a time. Uh, but they got booted. Well, well, that's who you want. Yeah. The ones that
1: are kicked out.
0: (laughs) The ones who are not particularly loved. Um, so they were good friends with these, this family of Lorraine. And so she was actually engaged as a child to one of their sons called Leopold Clement and uh, leopold. leopold and um then he decided that instead of marrying her he was gonna die so he dies wait a minute he decides that no he gets smallpox oh. and he dies <laughs> he said, he
1: said,
0: i did say he decided but I it was, was like it was a decision wow. that he did not take lightly <laughs>
1: i was like wow that is rejection at its finest no i
0: don't want to marry you i'm going to die <laughs> sorry okay. sorry about it um no he he got smallpox and he passed away he was about 16 i think when he died
1: well then i feel bad for him
0: yeah poor guy i made it there
1: i thought he was just being a dick <laughs>
0: um so then basically as uh what happened often back then when the person you engaged your daughter to uh dies then you go well they have another son so she gets passed to the next son <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't even know
0: what to say about it. Just you know, here, next one. Next one is fine. It didn't really, like, didn't really matter. We didn't care about him as a person. Just the things that he could bring to us, which and is that, almost and nothing. And now his brother can. Which is to be honest, they don't really bring almost anything. She's the arch right? Well, they get they get put back. But okay. like Lorraine versus, um, his- like the archduchess of the Holy Roman Empire and like the daughter of the King of Austria. So he's basically, her betrothed is basically nothing. Like
1: it's not necessarily a nobody, just a nobody. It's sort of like somebody with nothing.
0: It's sort of like today how the queen is the queen. And like, everybody was like, this girl's the queen. And then her husband is like, I don't know, Mountbatten. Like he's from like an ousted family in Greece. Like his, yeah, I
1: always wondered about that. He um,
0: is—he's got noble lineage, but like, it, it ain't anything exceptional.
1: That's kind of weird because I always hear, "What does he have to walk like two or three steps behind her?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, go her, but in the same respect. After, you know, it's like oh. makes for
0: an awkward marriage. You should watch The Crown. I might have to. I mean, stuff. I mean, I would have to watch it. I only watched the first season, so <laughs> I had to catch up. Um, but yeah, so same idea. Like he is the person they've chosen, but mainly because they kind of know that they can make him do whatever because he's marrying way up.
1: Okay. He's out of
0: his pay grade.
1: Yeah, she's out of his league, I guess. Yeah, you.
0: and so they kind of know because if, if they marry her to somebody of equal stature, then, then that man is always going to bowl her over because he'll think that he's the most important man on earth.
1: Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. I can get behind that. You, you need you need a puppet sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that she gets passed to the next son, and his name is Francis Stephen. I like the name better, Leopold. Francis Stephen, and um, like I said, they were much lower down on the food chain of like royalty, but they had those good connections because they'd stayed in that castle one time glamping. So they're in. So as long know. as you as long as you've made the important friends you need, you can have a good life. Um, so Maria and Frankie. They actually grew up pretty much together. Not always, but they did spend quite a lot of time growing up together. Um, so it was a decent match. Even though it was a political decision, it is often seen as a love match in the sense that they didn't so hate each other. she
1: actually liked him. She
0: liked him. They grew up together. Well, that's good. Um, but the only thing is, is that for him to marry her, and he did mostly grow up with the expectation. Like once his brother died, he knew that he was expected to marry her.
1: Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm ages what were their like the brother died at 16 yeah what age was she do you know
0: um when when the brother died or when she married
1: i'm just wondering how how much of an age difference between her and i guess the younger brother um
0: let me look it up that's a good question i
1: was assuming when when the first one died at 16 they were probably getting to the point where they were pretty much on their way to being married
0: yeah he might have just been older um so she was born in seventeen seventeen and her husband was born in seventeen oh
1: eight. Oh wow, she was significantly older than him then.
0: No, she was younger. She was seventeen seventeen.
1: Oh yes, never mind. Otherwise So way.
0: he's actually much older than her. Um, which i guess like if she was a baby and the older brother was 16 when he died then you're like well that's not uh, a so marriage she, he
1: may have died when she like was, she was really five or yeah when she gun. was like really young gotcha so they knew i guess i thought they were closer in age when he died
0: no so okay. it's it's not like a catherine of aragon and arthur tudor kind of thing where then she married a younger brother who was a decent amount younger
1: yeah, she was significantly older. She was,
0: huh? It was six years, but... That's not even that bad. No, it's not so bad. That's why when TV shows always, like, the Tudors... Sorry, this is very off topic, but it's still history. The Tudors made her look so old compared to him. They did. And that's dumb, because she wasn't that much older. Like, they did. She looked older. There's she looked an, a lot. There's a new TV show on Stars called The Spanish Princess, and it's about Catherine Aragon when she was younger, and, like, this whole, like, first marriage, and then his death, and then the stuff with Henry and i haven't watched it yet and i've heard very mixed reviews but the one thing i really like is that they put them being similar in age because a six-year age gap is not going to be that noticeable
1: now now having said that i would not date six years old, younger than me six years older i would that's weird but not six years younger so help. i
0: have a thing you know me
1: taller men
0: older men and i would
1: rather they be older
0: i mean i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't date a man six years older than me but that's because i'm 22 and that sounds not legal but that's
1: only 28
0: no younger
1: oh oh, oh I, think huh? you, I think you said older
0: though oh did i <laughs> yes I mean, well you'll if i said older you'll have to go
1: if, back and listen if, if it. i
0: said older i meant younger because i was thinking that's not that would definitely
1: be illegal
0: not super legal
1: yeah
0: um so yucky but maybe when i was older and this the young child who is currently six years younger than me becomes also older can't say. Who's to say?
1: Um, uh, I, I was just giving you my rules, that's all. I respect, I respect your rules, but it's just a weird so one. you know out
0: there, no younger men. It's a weird one. I respect it. Uh,
1: two rules in life no younger men, and they can't be shorter than me. Mm, interesting.
0: You didn't know that? I didn't know that.
1: Then I am surprised.
0: I know, I did know it. Oh. I did. You did. Yeah, I did. Um, so they'd grown up together, like I said. Um, But the the one thing was that he'd grown up knowing he would marry her. And so he'd kind of been prepared for what that meant for him, like a status upgrade. But also the marriage wasn't going to be allowed to go forward if he kept Lorraine, which he was now the heir to. So long story short, he ends up having to give it up. And there's a whole issue where like Poland had been fighting a war and the Polish king was deposed. Not really that important. The only person who would care about it is my brother because, well, and Polish people. Sorry, Polish people. My brother, for some reason, loves Poland and gets really into oddly it. Oddly obsessed with it, I Poland, agree. Lithuania. Um, so the deposed Polish king doesn't have anywhere to rule. So they're like, oh, we'll give Lorraine to that guy. Kind of like
1: how they just pass land. <coughs> you can have this.
0: Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, sorry, but if if you can't be ruling the reign while you're Holy Roman Empire, Holy Roman Emperor, then um, then we'll just give it to this Polish guy because he can't be King of Poland right now." So yeah, it was sort of a weird like like pass around of land. Like it's like the Thanksgiving table when you're just like, "I'll the food," and you're like. Everyone passed That is quite an interesting analogy. Everyone like Everyone pass <laughs> everyone pass your country to the left.
1: What happens? If you you, what happens if you end up on the short stick on that one? Some people and, might and
0: Poland the Polish you guy have ends a up great
1: land for a little tiny itty bitty the
0: thing. The king of Poland, which is decently big, just got Lorraine and he's now a duke. That's not a great that's not an upgrade.
1: True, true. That
0: isn't. Um, yeah, so okay, I just, I'm not gonna lie, I just imagined all of Europe just, like, shifting everything to the left, but, like, in a really haphazard it's way, like so wheel the, you spin the it, continent you just becomes a mess. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone passed to the left, and now he doesn't have Lorraine anymore, and he's pretty sad about it. The whole family- Everybody's sad
1: about giving up lands. Charles didn't want to give up Spain.
0: He had to wear those sad boy Spanish clothes for the rest of uh, the time. I'm
1: just saying. I mean.
0: Yeah. So he's not happy about it, but he gives up Lorraine to get married to her. And they get married in Vienna when she's 18 in a bomb ceremony because the people in Vienna don't do anything but halves. So it was awesome. Gold everywhere. Cool. All the gold.
1: Um, You would have thought it was gaudy then.
0: Yeah, I would have. Okay. Um so <laughs> it seems kinda like a palace. Yep. um it seems that she loved him a lot. Like she was aggressively in love with him. She would write him passionate love letters, she was really into it. He was a bit more like formal and stoic. I don't really know if that means that he like wasn't as into her as she was into him, or if he just wasn't as like overtly affectionate. But maybe he did still feel the same way unknown but she was real into it which makes sense because they grew up together it's good
1: to see that an arranged marriage can produce
0: it can work and by all accounts they were very much in love throughout their marriage now um he would go on to have mistresses as many men did
1: damn men
0: and they were pretty prominent um and so she would have known about it um, and it did cause some problems, but like even though that happened, they do still seem to have always really been in love. So it's like a weird, My thing is, weird it, history it thing. Loves
1: her. Why is he having mistresses? But you can say that about today. Well,
0: I would say, and not to like you know forgive you know whatever. But first of all, it's the kind of thing that you did at the time. But also, um, they loved each other so much that they boned often, and as a result. They had many children, and you can't obviously be boning when you're, like, mega pregnant because they didn't trust each other. True, true, true. So that's, that is often why they would have mistresses.
1: Was she allowed to have?
0: No, of course not. I know. I was just... That's that sex. One of these
1: days, I just hope, you know...
0: That's that, that patriarchy say, for you.
1: You know, one of these days, I'm hoping to hear that, yeah, not only was he out, you know, but do another. another, do another, but
0: she was... Everyone's a floozy in this story. Just kidding. Taking not for her. The team. She's not really that floozy. Um, but they did have a lot of children. How many? They would have sixteen. No shit. Yeah, they have sixteen children. I'll get... i thought I
1: had a lot with four.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna get into the kids much much later on in the story. Um, but she has she well she gives birth sixteen times.
1: I was gonna say, can you imagine giving birth sixteen times? Okay, bad me. Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> Her, her vagina. vagina after 16 years. And how years. messy that would be. Maybe that's why he needed the mistresses. Holy monkey. Ooh, I'm not here for it at all. Um, I don't even want to do that once. Were so. any of them multiple births? No. She gave birth 16, 16 times to 16 children, which makes it sound like she Think did 16 that. by Nine 16.
1: months for a pregnancy, 16... What the hell is that? Multiply that. Sixteen times
0: nine. Um, I just want to see how many years she was pregnant. Is is a number? um Sixteen times nine equals one hundred and forty-four. That's twelve years. It's not because yes, it is.
1: Twelve times twelve is one forty-four. Yes,
0: yes, you're right. I was still thinking in nine months. I was like years have Apparently nine months. I haven't.
1: Dr- I haven't drinking. Well, because. I'm not. His...
0: I was. All right. I was like years have nine months, and then I was like, no, no, that's pregnancy. I mean I guess nine 16 months.
1: pregnancies, yeah, you would be up there in double digits with you. Yeah. Oh my god, 12 years. God bless that woman.
0: Yeah, she deserves she deserves love because that's yuck. Um also they really needed birth control back then. Yes. Also, um on for her wedding, uh, her father gave her Schonbrun Palace as a wedding present and um, it would go on to be like one of her favorite residences and if you go there today it's still really beautiful and its history is still kind of very tied to her life um it had been there for longer than that but it's kind of tied to her because she's so important to their story then papa dies charles is dead in 1740 when she's 23 years old and by this point, he basically bankrupted the country, which is partly which is partly because, um, like I told, like I said earlier, to get the pragmatic sanction signed, um, Britain had made him close down that trading company, which wasn't helpful. And then also, like those wars that Poland had been involved in, he was like helping to fund part, like the side that he supported. And there were also some wars um, with, like um, the Ottomans and Turkey. Um and so he just spent like a lot of money on war and they just did not have money to spend.
1: And he never had a son. Correct? No sons. Okay. So
0: she was the so because of the pragmatic sanction she'd been like the intended heiress. Okay.
1: Um
0: but of course like I said everybody had signed with their fingers crossed behind their backs. Um so she and Frankie you would have thought should have had more or less a peaceful transition. Um, of taking over the crown lands, which would have been Austria, the Austrian Netherlands, um, Bohemia, which is what I was trying to – I kept saying Czech Republic earlier, but it's Bohemia is the actual name at the time. Okay. Um, So that's like Prague and kind of surrounding areas. And Hungary. So those were the ones that she was owed by right. So like her father had them, and those passed hereditarily. It's the only one that doesn't is the Holy Roman Emperor title. Okay. But the thing is that I didn't mention earlier – is that since, like, late 1400s, maybe? I'm not exactly sure the date, um, but the Habsburgs had been had always been the Holy Roman Emperor since, I want to say, late 1400s. Um, I think, like, Maximilian is back there as, like, one of the first to become the Holy Roman Emperor. No, it's his father, isn't it? It's a Frederick, I think. Anyway, it's not important. But... Um, so Habsburgs had been Holy Roman Emperor for a decent amount of time now. So even though it's elected, they they kind of knew who they were electing. It was fixed. Gotcha. The first it was a was fixed gotcha. election. It's fake news. Um, they knew who was going to make it. And so she definitely should have gotten her crown lands because those were hereditary anyway. But also it was sort of expected that her husband would be made Holy Roman Emperor because he married her. Um, and so this should have happened mainly in a kind of peaceful way but nothing ever actually works correctly in history. That is true. And so no one listened to the pragmatic sanction, and uh, the words were nice on paper, but no one cared. And so um, Prussia, another German state, they have a ruler called Frederick the Great, um, and he decides to use the upheaval of the death um, and take this opportunity to basically steal land called Silesia. And Silesia is going to be important, so you're going to want to remember that word. Um, I will forget it, but go ahead. That's fine. I'll remind you. Thank you. Um, so Silesia is the land that Frederick takes. Frederick is from Prussia, and so Prussia then allies themselves with France, um, Spain, Sweden, Saxony, etc., um, to take to, to like so they have backup for stealing this land. And then Britain and Russia side with Austria, and of course that's the side that um, like she's on because she's Austrian. and She's their queen technically. Um and it's Britain and France don't or sorry Britain and Russia don't really do this because they like Austria. It's more just because they hated the members who were like they hated the people who were Brit supporting dancer. Prussia. Yeah. So it's basically just everyone hates each other all the time and you fight on the side of the people who are against your enemies. <laughs> um and so um they wanted to have a nice fight so Britain and Russia got involved and this kind of is like all about the balance of power in Europe. And so Maria was able to be officially coronated in Hungary in 1741, despite the fact that the Silesia incident causes a war. She's still able to be coronated queen of Hungary. And that was important because it did give her legitimacy um, as being like definitively cl- uh, queen of this crown land. She was actually also crowned queen of Bohemia, um, but that's going to be not great for so long. And um, so she's not like official, official because it's just Hungary and Bohemia. And um, she's meant to have all of her titles because Girl has as many titles as Daenerys does. Um, she has a lot. She's got a lot. But this is a good start. It's better to have this than nothing. Um, so then we get into a cluster what, which is what I've labeled this slide.
1: Okay. Because
0: this war gets confusing. I was teaching it to myself very late at night and I got lost. Um, oh, bring it. So during this war, so she had been crowned queen of Bohemia, and that's, like, Prague and everything. Okay. She then, um, during the war, she, like, loses Bohemia, which was um, her father's land, of course, so she'd inherited that, and it was actually, she didn't lose it because of, like, a battle or war or anything against the Prussians. Um, she loses it because the people of Bohemia were like, yeah, so you are the queen, technically, but, like, what if you weren't? She's like, what? Sorry? Sorry? What was that? So uh, they decided to pick a different guy to rule them instead. So they just ousted her. They were turncoats. Not very, you know, not very nice. Wow.
1: Not very loyal. So they, so they coordinator.
0: And, like, and then they n- uncoordinator. <laughs> like, but what if we didn't? Well, Had why they... go
1: through with it in the
0: first place then? She probably was all, you know, she probably pushed for it. Um, but they're like, what if we just hit the rewind? What if we do a do-over? I would have been. yeah, that's not... And we get another guy. not possible. So they picked a Bavarian man. Remind of you, course. Remind oh no, reminded, this is Bohemia. And they pick a Bavarian, which is not, it's not not the same, but it's not the same. Gotcha. It's close enough that it's basically, but his name's Charles Albert. Dear God, what the Charles is? We call him Albie.
1: I'll get lost, it doesn't
0: matter. He's Albie. So okay. Albie, Albie is now the king of Bohemia. And she's not... Um, At this time, she's also pregnant. Um, She'll be pregnant for like a lot of this story, but she's pregnant at this point. Is this first? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, there was too many pregnancies, so I didn't chart them through this story. It's okay. Because <laughs> so, she's just pregnant all the time. But the loss of Bohemia devastated her. And, of course, she's pregnant. And she, like, at one point makes a comment that she's, like... she's I feel like she's pulling, like, a little Virgin Mary here, like, trying to get sympathy. But she's basically, like, there's not going to be anywhere in Bohemia for me to give birth. Because they're ousting me. Like, where am I going to go? I'm like, girl, go to your other crown lands. You got a lot of them. True. But, but, yeah. So, she... She's very upset. Again, someone getting kicked out of their country. Another person who's upset about it.
1: I just didn't think that was possible. I guess they just do it a lot
0: in these days. Just like, hey, you're out. I feel See like ya. I feel like the further east you get into Europe, the more things are just like sort of anarchy. Like so it, it does, like you're born into it, but it's not necessarily yours. Yeah, I mean, it happens other places. Like it happens in in England at, at times too, um, but it's i feel like things get a little bit crazier with actually holding on to your land the further east you go um so yeah so she was very devastated by this she's also pregnant um she actually really needed to keep bohemia because that was one of the elector seats and she needs that seat for her husband to be named emperor Emperor, so at this time he's not um and she she needed him to be the elector so he could basically vote for himself
1: so marrying her maybe wasn't so good then.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: I mean, he thought it was gonna be a step up. Maybe it was. not Yeah, he
0: was like, "This was supposed he's to like, be easy." He's like, Was it Lithuania? No, no, he was Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. He's like, "Lorraine's looking better." Yeah. <laughs> Should stay She'll there. Shouldn't be giving it up. Should stay there. You go. You go too big, and it's you. The bigger the fall. See, you shoot for the stars. You messed up. Um, yeah. So she. Doesn't have this this elector seat anymore, and the bad news is that the electors don't choose her husband to be emperor. They choose our favorite guy, Albi, the the Bavarian Bohemian Charles Albert. Albi. And so. I kind of want to know what he looks like now. Do you want me to Google? I want you to Google him. I don't know why. Google in this fact. Everyone, if you're not driving a car or cooking while listening to this or doing something else with your hands, join us in googling. Uh Charles Albert. I mean, aren't you guys curious? He looks like I'm
1: just thinking you know Bavarian man, big and
0: hairy. Nah, he's just kind of he unimpressive. He's he's basic. He's just a basic guy with his little white powdered wig. It's a skinny thing. Wait, did you see that he's holding some like big like is that a lion? There's a lion in the bottom of that picture. On a leash. That's cool. That's cooler than anything that he actually looks like. He's got the leash, and that's the coolest part of the, the image, is that he looks like a Do you lion honestly tanger. think
1: the lion was there in the picture, probably though? You not. think he'd probably just... I don't dead.
0: think he'd get the lion to sit still for that long, unless you used to date it. Or it's dead. Or it's dead.
1: Maybe he killed that lion. Maybe he was going to mount his head or
0: something. Maybe. Anyways, okay, with the story. well, anyways, yeah, so now you guys have a, a visual image in your head of this man, a boring, basic man, but he's got a lion in a white powdered wig. And it was kind of cool, actually. And a he's lion. skinny, yeah, he's not stocky, he's not a big, I was thinking big Bavarian, oh, big German yeah. man. Um, so then she plot twist decides to steal Bohemia back, and she does. Woo! So she gets Bohemia. She gets Bohemia and she crowns herself again. And she's like, Prague, I'm your queen. And they're like, yeah, okay.
1: Well, hopefully, they've heard their lesson.
0: <laughs> they're like, I guess. Until they oust her again. <laughs> and they're like, I guess. Um,
1: See, I like that, though. She set the record straight.
0: And then, um, so this is all happening in a pretty close time span. And then in 1745, which isn't long after any of this happens, uh, Albie dies. He's a loser and he just dies. Maybe the lion ate him. Um. The, oh, I thought, I didn't know what you said at first. And I thought you were trying to say assassinate as like one word. And I was like, what's a lion ate? Maybe the lion ate him. I literally looked at you and I was like, what does it mean? She's like, what the hell are you talking about? The lion ate him. I don't I'm sorry, maybe so. I spoke
1: a little on the quick side. No, there. I liked
0: it. It was funny. I was like, what? I was like, assassinate? <laughs> lion no. no, lion ate makes, it makes a better story. Um, no, I, I think it was just a boring loser death, to I be mean, honest. I mean, the
1: lion's on a leash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did not appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, then the leash only gives him the space to go towards the person that he would eat then. True. He True. can't go anywhere else. Um, so he dies like a loser. And then, of course, because she has Prague now and everything, they are able to get her husband named emperor. So, yay for her. She's now empress. Um. Very good. And... Um, she actually never is formally crowned as empress. Um, does she just take the title well, without being crowned? Well, there's just not like a formal, like she, as soon as her husband is emperor, she automatically is empress, but usually you'd have like a big lavish coronation to make everyone like see it. And okay. she doesn't, that never happens. Oh, um,
1: huh, she's cheated.
0: But she is, but she's in charge. Like her husband, you know, he's technically in power because he's above her. But he's now, a
1: puppet, remember? Yeah.
0: But, like, I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, they knew that she was so strong-willed that they were like, let's just get her, like, an easy-going dude. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get her someone that she can Someone basically... that she can overpower and he's not gonna be mad about. Um, so, yeah. So, she's kind of like the HBIC. You know what that stands for, right?
1: HBIC, high bitch in control?
0: No. No, head... Well, head bitch in control. In, in charge, is what in I say. Charge. But to be honest, both of those things are the exact same thing so okay. you can say it either way i just say i couldn't say it there's you're swear. allowed to i give you permission there's a swear in there the head business in charge i give you permission the head bench in charge i give you permission no it's fine permission um, granted um so yeah so she's empress and then she makes peace with um there's like there's sort of two wars happening there's one and then it ends and then they immediately go into a second Um, And that's still with Prussia. They're still fighting Prussia. But I'm just going to zoom to the end of the second one. And in uh, 1745, she and Frederick of Prussia form a peace alliance uh, or like a peace, peace agreement. But in that agreement, she still doesn't get Silesia back. So they stole Silesia in the beginning and they get to keep it in the end, which sucks. And she's not happy about it. She wants Silesia back.
1: She seems like the kind of person who would want everything she that's hers. She holds
0: a grudge. And maybe a little bit
1: more.
0: And the funny thing, too, is that her father actually considered, when she was younger, obviously, marrying her to Frederick of Prussia. And it was decided eventually that because she was Catholic and the Prussians are Protestant, or, like, I, I would assume Lutheran, but definitely some form of Protestant, um, that the marriage w- wasn't going to work just okay. for religious reasons. But it, I think it makes I, – I assume they never had any sort of, like – because it's a political potential marriage and nothing about romance. But I always think it's funny, these, like, spurned lovers. Like, it's just a better, it's a more ridiculous story that way. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, so she doesn't get Silesia. Could
1: she have um, been the puppet master over him?
0: I don't think so. Not as easily. Okay, so the that's like another reason. The Prussians that. tend to always be, this is this is sort of just like a blanket statement, so it's not always true, but they are very militaristic um and uh like kind of brash like that's okay, so sort they, of how they're seen so she wouldn't have
1: had so, so she say. she wouldn't
0: she wouldn't have been able to overpower him i don't think okay so it was better for her that they wouldn't they were never married and it wouldn't have worked with the religious thing anyway but i just think it's funny that there was like a time where they kind of sort of were in talks about that when she was younger um the girl is angry about silesia she's not pleased and um the war that they started this it's the war that we've been talking about this whole time is called the war of austrian secession because it's about who secedes to the austrian throne and um after she signs this peace agreement to end their part um the war itself actually continues and it becomes an anglo-french war um and so none of the original people involved are continuing it but
1: Yeah, I was gonna say how did it move over but, to other
0: But but England and France were backing the two sides basically so that they had a reason to fight each other and so they just continue once it ends. It's always about England and France. Isn't so it? so she ain't bothered, yeah, because they're like the two bigger ones. Yeah So I guess she so. ain't bothered by any of that and she lets them do their due. And then um, but because of this, um, during during the whole war, at some point they lost the Austrian Netherlands to France, and France actually ends up giving them back. So good guy, Louis XV.
1: I mean, that was nice enough, Just, but you got to wonder why.
0: Yeah, there had to be a reason. I think they ended up signing a peace agreement because originally Britain was backing Austria and France backed Prussia. Um, and things later will show that France ends up backing Austria, which is against what they've done in the past. So I think this was part of a peace agreement between the two. Um, so this, this part of my notes is called Silesia. Die mad about it. And she's going to. <laughs> Um, so she's not happy about losing that land. And um, where we left off, we were in the 1740s. So in the 1750s, tensions kind of hike back up to um, a breaking point. And, uh, and so she and the Prussians kind of break out in, in like a fight again. And like I said, this time there's a weird flip-flop where now Britain is backing Frederick of Prussia. So France backs Austria just how they get that land I back
1: wonder why like why change sides
0: honestly it was a big old proxy war for them like it's it's sort of like like america and like vietnam or korea where it's like it was not about those people it was always about russia okay um this in every sense is britain and france just fighting each other and finding reasons to do so like
1: this time period and even before and everything it just seems like there's never a moment of peace no and if there is it is just short-lived there's always somebody going to war they're
0: always fighting oh Um, i get
1: tired it's exhausting
0: and so this this kind of anger again about silesia starts the seven years war do you actually know there's the seven years war has another name i've heard of the seven years war i will be honest i don't know a lot about it but do you know which war do you know the american name for it no okay well, you do and, but you don't know
1: well i was just gonna say if i learned it in high school which i'll be honest my high school did not have the best history program. I'm 30 years out of high school. Yes.
0: Well, I'm going to say, I know you know this, it's just that you wouldn't know the fact of how they're connected. The Seven Years War in America is actually the French and Indian War. Oh, They're okay. so the exact same war, which is weird because you wouldn't think any of this has to do with the French and Indian War. No, you wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. So it starts the French and Indian War slash Seven Years War, um, and it is considered to be arguably the First World War. Not like the First World War, but it's the first war to be a world war. Um, and that is because it starts between Austria and Prussia again. Um, and then, of course, Britain and France get involved, but on flip-flopping sides um, from the first time. And because of that, because Britain and France are angry at each other, it um, means that Britain and France start fighting in other, or like in other areas of the world so they start fighting as well in um, America, in the uh, colonies, and that leads to the French Indian War, which is how um, George Washington makes a name for himself, which obviously leads to the revolution um, in America. We also have fighting in India at that time, um, which would have been obviously like the, the colony that is producing tea and everything like that. So that was quite important um, as a land holding. So it's considered the first of the world wars for that reason, because it's the first time that it really is fought in multiple areas all over the globe. Um, so long story short on this war, because we've been in war a lot and it's getting kind of boring, um, the French don't do so hot. And that's a problem because they're the ones fighting for Austria. And they don't do so hot because, as you know, they lose the French and Indian War. Um, so it's not going so well for them in America, and it's not going so well for them in Europe. And Russia, who had also been Team Austria this time, their um, Tsar, their I think it's actually their Tsarina, dies and they end up with a new czar, and he decides that he's Team Prussia instead. So the country flips, uh, flips sides midway through the war.
1: So it sounds like um, they're in trouble.
0: So they are in big trouble, and uh, this war ends presumably, I would say, after seven years. Um, <laughs> could almost gave it away. Well, honestly, though, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be certain off the top of my head because uh, we know that Britain and France are pretty good at continuing wars that Austria is like tapped out of by that point. Um, but Drill. the war eventually ends, um, and they once again never get Silesia back. So they really are going to die mad about it.
1: Um, it's like the elusive country.
0: And they end up signing the Treaty of Hubertusburg and the Treaty of Paris, and that ends the wars. Um, and the Treaty of Paris is what Americans who learn about the French and Indian War would know as being the end of that. Um, and then the good news is is that uh, despite never getting Silesia back, which is why this whole seven years war happened in the first place, um, they do slightly gain a bit more power um, because they have a new alliance with the French, which I mentioned, and that's important, even though France just lost. Um, at this point, I would assume that Maria T realizes that war is not her strong suit And so she gives it a rest for a while. So that is the end of the war for this story. Um, I'm going to leave that episode there, and we will get more into her as um, both a domestic queen, kind of of her own country, and also as a mother. Sixteen kids. you got to imagine there's problems there. Um, So we will be back, my mom and I, with part two of um, her story. And then I'll finally tell you who her daughter was. Um,
1: You haven't even got to that part yet. We
0: haven't even gotten there. Um, so, if you guys, um, just before I go, if you want to interact with the show at all, I got Twitter, that is at Happy History Pod, Instagram's at Happy Hour History Pod, Facebook, Happy Hour History Pod, and my email is happyhourhistorypod at gmail.com. You can see there is a theme there. Um, if you want to send me like things that you'd like to learn about or just tell us how weird we are, that's totally fine. Um, you can also rate and review the show, especially if you are on, um, if you are on, uh, Apple podcasts, that would be really helpful. Um, it just gets the show, um, appearing for more people when they search for history podcasts. So that's super helpful. And thank you for listening.